Good morning, everybody. It's Ahi, your host from Geek Empowered. I need a slogan. I gotta think of a slogan. But I have a feeling I'm gonna like repeat the same stuff I've been repeating for the past year. Oh my god. And I'm quickly like going through my notes. Like, what is Geek Empowered? What is Geek Empowered? Funny enough, I explained it perfectly through an interview that I did with Human Inclusive. I'm so excited that this episode has launched for Human Inclusive, where I talked a bit about my backstory and like how I got to the position that I'm at now. You want to say hi to everybody all day? Because I know you're going to interrupt no matter what I do. Say hi. Hi. Say my name is Ade. My name is Ade. Ade Bowale. Ade Bowale. And now he's going to beg me for a sandwich. But first, before we start the show, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So over the weekend, I took a look at what we were selling as a whole for Geek Empowered, and I realized it was a bit all over the place. So I did a bit of self-reflection, and for all of you who know me, I constantly tell myself when uh, when I have a decision... I constantly ask myself, is this aligned with the mission that I'm trying to move forward on? Because now I'm starting to get a real sense of what my, and I hate to get spiritual with it, but I have a sense of what my spirit wants to do and what it doesn't want to do. I have, I'm starting to get more synced with it because what will happen is I get into this mode of, I need money. I need money. Let me throw whatever people keep asking me for out there. But then... I realized a couple of things. I realized that actions, those actions was coming out of me being desperate. And then two, even though I was trying to produce solutions based off of the market, it was coming from a sense of, how do I put it? It wasn't coming from me being an expert on it. So a good example was the WordPress course. Um, or as a matter of fact, it might be, yeah, no, both courses. So for WordPress and for the MailChimp course, I just put the content out there, but speaking from a consultant point of view or an expert, I could have spoke more to why you need this and who does this work for? Because there may be people, especially within the market I'm targeting, where they are starting their business and they just hear somebody say, well, WordPress is the best thing. Or they hear somebody say, Squarespace is the best thing. But then it may not be a good fit for them. So things like that came up this weekend. And then it made me think about 2019. If I had a theme, and I did a bit of research on this, and I was like, okay, if I had a theme for the year, and I was able to break down these courses where... It was a bit more of a flow. And then I know at the end of the first quarter, you'll have this. By the end of the year, you'll have that. What will that solution look like? And that's what we're doing now. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to do a high level overview of the different quarters that I have planned out for the classes that we are Selling through Geek Empowered, or I hate I hate saying the word selling. The courses we are offering, 
see, I need like a crash course in copywriting, sales pitches, elevator pitches, because I feel like I'm always saying the wrong thing. And what I've been doing lately, especially to get myself on top of things is for some reason, I am falling in love with podcasts. I am recording them all the time. I'm listening to them all the time. I like, I am in love and I, and I hope that is not a phase because usually I go through these phases where I'm really in love with photos and I'm really in love with videos. Like I did like a, so many different series of videos and now I'm falling in love with podcasts and video. So I think I am just a media type of person. I just really love media. Maybe that's just who I am and I just need to accept it. So what we're going to do is just go over a high level of the 2019 Geek Empowered Alignment Sessions. I may rename it 2019 Geek Empowered and Aligned Sessions. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. So let's get started, shall we? So the first thing that we're going to cover through 2019, probably before 2019 even hits, because I hate, I hate people, not people, (laughs) that came out wrong. I hate when we feel that me and me and, you know, English. Okay, here we go. One more time. (laughs) I hate when we feel the need to wait to get started on something. Because in reality, it takes a lot of planning to get started on stuff. And what I'm trying to do is remove all those barriers that we place before ourselves to get started on things that we know we need to do. Even for myself, for days, I was supposed to bend do the promo work for 2019. Not even days. For months, I was supposed to do the promo work for 2019. But to be honest, I did not know what I was going to do for 2019. I just knew that we were switching from a service-based business that's still, like we're still going to offer services, but we're going to switch from a service-based business to a digital product business. Like I knew that switch was going to happen because I was looking at many different things and I was looking at many different options from even like scraping everything and doing a SaaS business. But then I, I have no idea how to start one of those. So I'm taking my time on that idea. But then I kept thinking, what can I do for Geek Empowered? Because we have to pivot. We have to pivot. 2018 was not a good look at all for business. So we're pivoting. And during this pivot, I should have been promoting our products, our digital products. But I wasn't doing that. So now I'm like last minute with everybody else. So for 2018, what we're going to do is we're going to... Almost, we're going to drop our courses in seasons. So during that first season, we're going to talk about solidifying your foundation. So this whole series is geared towards business businesses who haven't even started yet or entrepreneurs who are in the very beginning and they're a bit all over the place. And the reason why I'm gearing towards these entrepreneurs is because I was in that position and it took me an entire year to get myself together. And one of the biggest pieces that I was missing was my foundation. Like, what is my business model? What is my business plan? Like, how do I get this stuff together? So what we're going to do during that first quarter is pretty much do a crash, 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 <laughs> crash course on getting our stuff together. 
where's the business plan? Where's the business model? Do we have our legal stuff together? Are we ready to buy the registration for the LLC? Are are we a LLC or are we a nonprofit? Are we a partnership? Are we a corporation? Like, let's look at those different things and see where do we fit in. We're also going to go over like how to utilize what you have, how to use what you have to get to the next step. Because a big thing that we do as a barrier is we constantly say, well, I need X, Y, and Z so I can get to this place. But when you break it down, it's like, okay, for example, I don't have money to pay for a photographer or videographer to promote my content. And I go through this with my friends all the, all the time. I go through this with a couple of other people. And I tell people there are tricks on how to, like, I used to be a product photographer. Like I used to, well, I used to be a photographer. And one of the things I used to do for my customers was take pictures of their products. And I will literally get pieces of paper, cardboard, boxes, whatever I could get my hands on. I will angle that thing to the light hits it a certain way, pull out my phone, pull out my camera. Like I went through a phase. Like I said before, I was really big into photos and the video. When I was going through that photo phase, oh my God, was that expensive because I felt like I needed to get the best of the best camera. Even right now, I have a camera. I used to have this horrible habit of buying the most expensive cameras. Well, not the most expensive, the most expensive that I could actually afford without putting myself... (laughs) on the streets and I would buy these cameras and I'd be like oh yeah I can't wait to get it I'm gonna do the most with this camera and it will be sitting there even right now I have a camera that is sitting in my friend's house I have a tripod that's like missing (laughs) in another friend's house like I never used the camera the last time I properly used the camera and I was really on top of my game with the camera that was like five years ago When I was forcefully, like when I had to do it for money, that's when I was really big on this camera thing. And my phone, however, my phone, if I go through my iCloud right now, I have 16,000 pictures, 16,000. I'm a mom of five. I work at home all the time. (laughs) And you would think, what do I have pictures of? Like maybe my kids might be a good 3,000. (laughs) which is sad to say my kids might be a good 3,000 I lied maybe five because 2,000 of those would be my kids taking the phone taking the pictures of random stuff but guess what all those other pictures are those are pictures those are stock photos I downloaded those are pictures that I took outside where I was like oh that looks beautiful I like the way that train moved that might be good for some stock video or some stock photography like that is a good chunk of my photos, just pictures that I think will look good on a website, pictures that I think will look good on my social media content. Like, and and it was my phone. It wasn't even like this $800 camera that I have sitting in my friend's house. So this, so all of this to say, utilize what you have because you may think that you need something super duper expensive. And by the time you get it, you're not going to know what to do with it. You're not going to know what to do with it. And you're going to be like, man, what did I want to do with this? Like if you like if you insist and you're like, I need that professional photographer. Then think about what do you need before then? You need a concept. You need a plan. You need you may need photos or not photos. What am I talking about? You may need clothes. That's what I was saying. 
<laughs> That's what I was thinking. You may need clothes to be on set. You may need extra people to be there with you. You may need the actual location. What locations are you looking at? And then to be honest, what you can do is once you have that list, what do I need to do a new brand photo shoot? Of course, you need the money to hire a photographer, but then you can also look at amateur photographers. You can look at photographers who are willing to do it for free. My branding, my only, my most recent branding photo, I did this with um, Monique Wingard from the Civic Tech Collective because we're both launching um, the Tech Exchange and we did a branding photo shoot for the Tech Exchange. That was free. He came, he wanted to practice these poses. We met with him in, um, in Hyde Park and we just took the photos and they looked super professional and I still use them to this day. So you can look for amateur photographers. You can look at your network of friends and see what office that you can, that you can do this photo shoot out of. You can ask different groups on Facebook for clothes if you need an actual suit to wear for this photo shoot and like you can make it work you don't have to put a barrier in front of you to get to the goal that you want to get to you can literally break it apart and figure out how to tackle it on piece by piece to move forward on it you don't want to limit yourself you could get super creative when it comes to coming up with things that you can accomplish with the stuff that you have also Create a list of what you actually need. If you actually need something like a laptop, <laughs> write down a list of the things that you actually need. Speaking of list, I just reminded myself, I need to make a list for Christmas. Long story. Mom brain. Anyway, create a list of what you need. So that way you know where you stand. Like you, you know what you have and now you know what you need. And then you can start thinking about, okay, how can I get the things that I need for this business to operate? And then understanding your product more. This takes a lot. This goes hand in hand with the next one, which is learning how to sell. And in order for you to sell, you need to learn about what your product or service is. Not only that, but who is this for? The who and the why is a little more important than what. Once you understand your customer... And what problems they are facing. Like I know right now the biggest problem that my, and I probably said this a thousand times already, but the biggest problem that my customers are facing is money. They want to generate revenue. But in order for you to do that, there's like 50 steps that you need to do between I have this thing and give me money. Like there's a bunch of steps in between there that we have to learn. And one of them is understanding who your customer is, understanding their behavior, understanding what problems they are facing that you solve with your product. But then what are their alternatives If they don't go to you, who else do they go to? Like, I know for me, if they don't go to me, they go to Google. If they don't go to me and they want to build a website, they go to Wix. They go to Weebly. They go to Squarespace. They attempt WordPress on their own. Or they go to another web designer. You have to understand your product, your customer, the problem that they're solving, the language that they're speaking, um... You almost have to, like the best analogy I got was the movie analogy. You have to think of your business and what you do as a movie, but you are not the star role. You are the supportive character. 
who is that star? Your star is your customer. And and during each movie, they're always trying to do something. They're either trying to find love or get a job or they're always trying to accomplish something. What is our customers trying to accomplish? And how do we play that supportive role for them? So understanding that can help you figure out your foundation because then off of that, off of your foundation, then you can look into your networking. You can look into your marketing. You can look into your social media and then build off of that. Because what you don't want to do is the thing that I did, which is spend like a year and a half trying to figure out why you got to rework your business over and over and over and over and over again. It's because I was missing that foundation. And the only thing that I had that I was holding on to was my mission. So for me, my mission was what I was holding on to and I was pushing forward on and I was kind of like signaling where the next move is. So in the second quarter, our second quarter is the Be Brave quarter quarter, or season. And I tell people to be brave because people get nervous about their businesses because people are very tied to their business as if it is their baby. And I get it because Geek Empowered is my baby. Code burnout is like my new baby. <laughs> so it's very hard. And like, there's times where you're like, oh, I just want to get rid of the whole thing. But, but then emotionally, I'm like, I can't throw my child out. This is my baby business. Like we're going to save it. CPR, something got to happen. We're going to go to rehab. We're going to make it work for this business. So I, I get it. And sometimes we have to, well, not even sometimes, all the time, we have to step out of our comfort zone and do the things we hate. For me, that used to be video. Video was something I was like, I would never show my face. I'm ugly. I'm this. I'm that. I would never show my face. And then there was one day, I remember the day that I did it. I was traveling. I was still working full time. I was traveling. I was living in Houston and I came back to Chicago and I remember sitting in a hotel room and I said, hey, you just got to do it. And I think back then I was doing my 90 second videos where I was sharing news and tech, which I might bring back now that I think about it. I would love to bring that back. But it was me just sharing resources that I find in the tech space for 90 seconds. And I was like, I just got to show my face because I'm tired of using these uh, slides. I was using like presentations from Prezi and I was recording the screen of me clicking through Prezi, which is nothing wrong with that because people do that to this day. People do it for webinars. But then I was tired of doing it. I was like, I ran out of ideas. I'm tired of doing all these free trials. I just got to show my face. I ended up doing it and I fell in love with it. So you have to think about what are your... You almost got to do a SWOT analysis, which as a matter of fact, I'm going to type in here as I'm looking through my um, notes. SWOT analysis. There we go. So strength, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. You got to think about it. It's time to sit down and really think about it. And like, it's really good to have eyes on it instead of constantly thinking about it in your brain because the opportunities are out there. There's also threats. Like for me, um, what will fall under my threats category is um, 
Oh my God, it's hard to think about it on the spot. I was about to say my kid, no, <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. But like my threats are, um, oh, all the different website builders and all the different web designers. The reason why I pivoted is because even though competition is not something to worry about, it's just um, I realize time is not on my side when it comes to being a single parent, moving to a new house, not house, but apartment, but you get what I'm saying. Moving to a new place and working on both Geek Empowered and Code Burnout, I realize the amount of work that it takes to go into one client does not match the the value that I'm getting. If that makes sense. And, and and those who are already in it, they probably understand what I'm saying. So I faced the choice of either, which I ended up doing anyway. I had to increase my prices significantly. And going into 2019, I have to increase it again. Or I can look into other options to create different streams of revenue within the same business. And that is what I had to lean towards for me. So my threat was my schedule and um, pretty much my schedule, my time. I don't want to say the competition because this doesn't solely fall on competition. This solely falls on how I manage my time. So that is one of the threats to my business. And either, and when you look at your threats, you have to figure out how do I, how do I resolve this? I, like even for me, managing time, I can't just be like, oh, well, let me just accommodate everything in my life to work around my procrastination like that that doesn't work so you have to think okay I I know personally I need schedules I need alarms I need google invites I need all the things (laughs) to keep me on top of daily life like even now I'm supposed to be done with the podcast and walking out the door so we can make it to this library but I gotta finish the podcast So doing a squat analysis helps you visually see where you stand and what you need to do and get done right now so you can survive. Another thing is finding your customer's voice. When I first wrote this, I put find your voice. And what is going to make your business stand out is you. You are going to make your business stand out. People are going to love you and people are going to buy into you. The voice that you need to project is your customer's voice. What problems are they going through? And I spoke a bit about this a few minutes ago. What problems are they going through? How are they feeling about it? And how are they going to feel once you work with them or you or they purchase something from you? So you have to not only find that voice, but then you need to broadcast it. <laughs> you need to go out there and you got to talk about it. You got to put the content out there. You got to show who you are. You got to show who you are. Like people want to see you. And I have and I have dealt with a lot of clients who did not want to show their faces. Part of it I understand because I was there. And then another part is like you got to get out there. You got to get out there and show the people who you are. Also, this is a time where we're going to validate our branding. Our branding is more than just visuals. Our branding is that voice and our message. What do you want to tell those clients? What do we want to tell those customers? 
I want to tell the, like my customers, what I want to tell them is yes, it's hard, but I am here as support and to break down those barriers that you are placing in front of yourself. I am here to give you the resources you need to thrive. I am here because I know that we are facing battles every single day. And life is hitting us every single day. But I want to make it easier. That's, that's my message. I can spruce it up a bit. I can change it a bit. I can make it sound more fancy. But understanding that is that message, understanding who we're talking to, that is part of our branding. And what us as designers, what we do with that branding, what we do with it is we translate it. We translate it and we share that message into our visuals like instead of me putting toys on like which I did instead of me putting toys on our homepage on our website what would have been better is the old picture that I had of my kids in capes being a superhero because seeing kids in superhero capes kind of lets people know that they're going to grow up and be something great like that visual alone is them saying hey I'm a superhero I'm going to help help other people. I'm going to save the day. And that's the type of messaging I want to put out there instead of here's a bunch of random toys. I'm a cool tech company. So that is what you want to do with validate your branding. Figure out what works, what doesn't work. And here's here's the way that you will find out if it's right or if it's wrong. You will have the opportunity to shape the story that your customers will say about your company. If somebody looked at your business right now and they looked at your website, your social media, the content that you're putting out there, what would they say about your company? If somebody else, if they turned around and somebody was like, hey, what is Geek Empowered about? Are they going to be like, "Uh, um, uh," and that for me was, I swear, for the first year, People were just like, I don't know what you do. What do you do? So you want to think about that when people are thinking about your business. If somebody was to ask, like if somebody saw your business right now, five seconds from now, they were like, what is that business about? What would your customer say? That's how you know your branding is on point or not. And even me, like it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress because, again, going back to that foundation, we got to use what we have. We got to figure out what we need for us to properly put our branding out there, to properly put our content out there, to properly put our services out there. And if we're using what we got, sometimes we may be limited. But if you become creative with what you have, you could be unlimited. I have to say it. It sounded corny as it was regurgitating out of my throat. (laughs) But I had to say it. With creativity, the possibilities is unlimited. But it's true. It's true. Like if you like if you are creative with the stuff that you have, like you can do so much. But again, this you got to make sure that whatever you 
accomplish with your content and whatever you accomplish with your website and all that stuff, make sure that the messaging and the branding portrays what you wanted to portray. And then also building community. Building community not only for like yourself as your support, but then building community for your customers. You may not be around 24-7 and your customers may always need you like three o'clock in the morning or whenever. So like just building that sense of community, like, hey, it's more than one of you. (laughs) It's a bunch of us who are suffering from skin problems. It's a bunch of us who are suffering from getting our business out there. Like building it, like it's better to build a community and work as a team or work side by side because that makes room for collaboration. And we're essentially like, we're going to all get it together and we're going to grow once we start collaborating and working together. And and I, and I honestly feel like that's the only way that we're going to like thrive and be like great businesses is once we get together, especially, um, Minority-owned businesses, businesses that are in underserved communities, like, we have to get together and thrive as a community. So then in our third season, it's all about holding ourselves accountable. We done did the things. (laughs) We done said the things. We done did the things. We done put the stuff out there. Now we need to get to the nitty-gritty of how is my business operating? Where are the missing gaps and pieces? What do I need to fix? And and for this season, we go into more business development. Like what is what is the process of my day-to-day? What is the process for me to execute my product or service? How do I improve the, those processes? Because, oh my God, I got stories for pretty much all of this. Like the beginning of me working on websites, I never had a contract. I never had a contract. And then somebody was like, hello, you need a contract. And then the first few people that were asking for contracts, I didn't know how to write a contract. And then I realized, oh, I need a lawyer for that. So here I am Googling, (laughs) Googling contracts from all over the place. Like every, like my contracts were messed up. My proposals were messed up. I didn't have SLAs. I didn't have non-disclosure agreements. Like it was so many things that I found out I was missing that I didn't find out until like Nine months ago, nine months ago, I was like, oh crap, I need those things. So what we're going to do in our business development session is we're going to kind of go through all those things to see where the gaps are. What do you need to spruce up? What do you need to get together? And then like once, once we look at the processes and the operations, we're going to look at the tools to make it easier. This is where I really come in because like there's so many different tools that you can use to make life easier for payments, for um, documentation for signatures. There's so many things that you can get to make your life easier. And then for the fourth quarter, what we're going to do is reflect, celebrate, and plan ahead. And for this, we're going to take a look at everything. We're going to see the trends. We're going to look at the data. We're going to look at what the data is telling us and reflect on it. We're going to look at what is working? What isn't working? And like throughout the entire year, like you're not going to wait to December and be like, oh crap, <laughs> selling courses was a bad idea. Like you, like I don't want you to wait all the way to the end of 2019. But like 2020 is going to be it. Like we're going to be looking at the data 
on a regular basis. Like you want to be look, you want to be thinking about data before you even start. You want to be looking at data before you even start, and you do that by researching your market. And then once we have that, we can look at the wins. Like I like we can celebrate. Again, you don't want to wait till December. Be like, ha, I made two hundred thousand dollars in sales. <laughs> Let's celebrate. You don't want to wait till December for that. Like we're gonna celebrate the small wins throughout the entire year. And um, and what we're gonna do is just basically reflect, look at the data, see what went wrong, see what went right, celebrate that we actually made it through it all. Celebrate now that you're even starting. Celebrate now that you started or that you've been in it and you haven't given given up yet. And then we're going to plan ahead. What is the thing that we need to tackle on for 2020? But we can worry about that in the fourth quarter. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Geek Empowered. It, it was a long one. It was a long one. I didn't even look at the time. Oh, it's been 30 minutes. This is okay. This is normal for me. I take that back. You made it. <laughs> you made it to the end of this episode. Um, feel free to contact us on Instagram, instagram.com slash geek empowered. Feel free to check out our website. We are updating it again because I am consistent with, with updating the website. And then um, look forward to our first workshop. We are planning our first virtual workshop for Geek Empowered. S- sign up for our newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter and um, you will get an email with the um, schedule for the courses that are coming up and make sure you sign up for those. And then we're also on Teachable where these courses will be listed out, geekempowered.teachable.com. And we will talk to you guys soon.